you're listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z. And on today's episode, we have a wonderful singer and songwriter. Her name is Margaret McGovern, and she is on the phone from Portland, Oregon. Margaret, are you there? I am, Rick. Margaret, do you live in the city of Portland? Where exactly near Portland do you live? I live right in Portland in the southeast neighborhood. Southeast. What's the weather there today? What's it like? The, the same as it is pretty much every day in January. It is raining. Rains a lot there. Yeah. Just like Seattle. Yeah, it's very similar to Seattle. Margaret, I've known you a long time now, 10, 12 years, something like that. I just want to impart to our listeners a little bit of how I know you. You used to work in like a little cafe here, coffee shop, I'll say, in Rhinebeck. New York. That's where I met you, right? You used to come in for coffee. I don't remember how I first knew that you played music. I know you mentioned something to me about it, that you wrote some songs. And at at one point, you had invited me to an open mic night where you were going to play a couple of tunes or something like that. And I went, and I was just amazed because your songs were so natural and so unique and so of yourself. And I, I thought... I like this girl. She's got something special that not everyone has. Uh, do you consider yourself a singer-songwriter? I mean, I don't like when people call me a singer-songwriter. I mean, I, I just called you one at the top of the show. Is that accurate, or do you have a certain way of describing what you do? I feel like a songwriter. Um, I feel like I, I can sing if needed, um, but I feel like songwriting is kind of my main interest, my main talent, perhaps. You're also a new mother. That's something I want to talk about really briefly. You have a new baby, new meaning, you know, six months or something like that. Little Alice. How's that going? Yeah. How's that going? You know, do you like it? Is it fun? No. I mean, what 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 kind of changes have, have that brought about for a, a songwriter? I feel like it changed my identity a lot in a way that I wasn't quite ready for. How do you mean? Um... Well, now instead of just being Margaret the person, Margaret the friend, Margaret the employee, now I'm Margaret the mother, um, and that's a, a whole different dimension, um, and something that's that's part of me now, and a very big part of my life that, that wasn't before. And you'll always be a mother. You know, that's one thing about motherhood or fatherhood is it's permanent. Whereas, you know, a job you can retire. You know, this one you can't. <laughs> um, musically, it's definitely inspired me to improvise a lot more. Something about babies, you just want to make up little songs for them. There's a lot of baby toys and things have, like, little music that goes with them. And it's hard not to just, like, put silly lyrics to them, especially when you're deprived. <laughs> I understand. You know, before we go any further, I'd love our listeners to hear what you sound like. You mind if I play a little song of yours? What should we listen to? How about uh, one of my favorites, Make Your Man a Sandwich? Let's do it. My boyfriend Alexander was playing Supreme Commander. I asked what he thought my career should be, and this is what he said to me. If you're feeling blue and you don't know what to do, just make your man a sandwich. Turn that frown right upside down and make your man a sandwich. The apple jelly's not that great, so take some time to find the grape. I'm sure you'll feel much better if you make your man a sandwich. My boss is a difficult man. He 
thinks I should have four hands When work is hard and I want to go to bed I just remember what Alex said If your boss is a jerk and you gotta go to work Just make your man a sandwich Damn the man and find some ham And make your man a sandwich I'm sure things will improve somehow But your man is hungry now I'm sure you'll feel much better If you make your man a sandwich The apple jelly's not that great So take some time to find the grape I'm sure you'll feel much better If you make your man a sandwich Great, I love that song, one of my favorites. It's just clever and funny, and I don't know. I don't know what it is about your music, Margaret, that I like, but it's just is funny and interesting, and even your songs that aren't funny are interesting. There's uh, just something about them. Why did you leave the Hudson Valley, by the way? A lot of people leave the Hudson Valley, and I have to do these phone-in interviews to you know New Mexico or Florida or wherever. You moved out of the Hudson Valley initially, and you moved to Boston, and then you moved from Boston to Portland. So I'll bypass Portland for a second. Why did you initially leave the Hudson Valley just as you were getting your music going and you were starting to write more songs and boom, you were out of here and moved to Boston. How come? Well, I grew up right in Rhinebeck um, and I think I felt like I needed to see a little bit more of the world. And I had lived in Boston before when I went to college and I knew there were a lot of musicians there and um, a pretty good live music scene, so I thought that might be a place to get my feet wet, and I knew people there from school still, so that's what I was thinking. When you moved to Boston, you played a lot of clarinet. I didn't know you as a clarinet player at all, but when you went to Boston, you got involved in a a little bit of a a band situation as a clarinetist, right? Yes. um, I played in the Honk Festival in Boston. Um, I believe their their tagline is... uh, collection of activist street marching bands um, so I played in an activist street band we played uh, I played clarinet and some saxophone and we played all kinds of interesting stuff we did um, more jazzy type things and also Balkan music and uh, a cover of Beat It Michael Jackson's Beat It which I played on the clarinet that was fun wow <laughs> Well, when I first started to really get into your music and say, you know, this is really something, I wanted to help you expose the music to some people that I knew, so I'd have you come and sit in sometimes in between my sets where you'd play three or four tunes for people, and there were a handful of them that I remember people always responded to. We'll play some of those today, but uh, that was always so much fun to have you come and play. I miss having you do that. you got to come back and do that again. I miss it, too. One of the songs that you would do often at the show, and and sometimes just when we hung out, was more of a serious song. Again, you know, a lot of your songs are funny, but a lot of the serious ones are great too. I love the song "Give It Away." Tell me a little bit about the writing of that song and and what that means, and then we'll play it. I think the 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 way I wrote that song is the way I kind of write a lot of songs. I keep having a recurring thought in my head and the for me when i'm writing a song usually the lyrics and music kind of happen at the same time i was kind of singing like give it away i felt like i kept running into situations in my life where i thought that give it away and it uh kind of grew organically from that i felt like i kept hearing uh messages 
messages that people were selfish and that was the problem with the world, but to me it seemed like I kept seeing people give so much of themselves without getting and getting anything in return. I was kind of seeing the opposite. Well, whenever songwriters have those kind of feelings, that's what they do. They write songs about it. I'd love to hear that song right now. Let's play it. She played guitar at the local bar, but on her break, she came over and talked to me. And she said, I need the money so I won't let them know that I'd give it away for free. Give it away, give it away, give it away. I'd give it away for free. I need the money so I won't let them know that I'd give it away for free. I knew an honest girl who said I never thought that label applied to me. a commodity I give it away for free Give it away, give it away, give it away I give it away for free I never realized the truth was a commodity I give it away for free self-deprecatingly and she said he buys me all these things cause he don't realize that I'd give it away for free give it away give it away give it away I'd give it away for free sometimes I think that's all being a woman means to me I give it away for free, for free, for free. Great song. So, Margaret, how do you balance being a new mom and writing songs? I mean, for me, writing songs takes a long time. I mean, I sit and I play and I let things kind of marinate in my brain, as my friend Dan says. And then, you know, you got to plug in the lyrics, which takes me forever anyway. I don't know about you, but it takes me forever. And it, it takes time. It's, there's like a gestation period about writing a song. Uh, do you have time to write songs right now? And new mothers are not only exhausted, but they're extremely busy. <laughs> and they don't sleep much. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'd say being a new mother has definitely given me a lot of material. Um, and I know exactly what you mean about that gestation period. And for me, <laughs> ironically, perhaps, uh, the songs tend to gestate for a long time. Um, like sometimes I'll have a song in my head for years before I actually write it out. Um, so I'm not getting a lot of time to sit down with a guitar and really write down lyrics and get a song down solidly, but I do have a lot of song beginnings in my head, um, and that I can kind of do anywhere, anytime. I'll just sort of 
sit there and have have the beginnings of a song running through my head and try out different things in my head. I guess that's how I'm balancing right now. How are the new songs uh, coming along, and, and, and are they different from the songs that I'm familiar with? They're different in, in some ways and the same in others. A lot of my songs are about kind of trying to understand the world and my place in it and kind of how I relate to other people. So I'm still writing about that. There's just kind of a new an intense relationship that's often the topic yeah and i have i go through periods um of being sort of more prolific and less prolific when i say prolific i don't mean like you because i know you've gone through periods where you write a song every day but i i could never really write that way sometimes something big will happen and i'll write kind of a bunch in a row and then sometimes they'll kind of trickle out one at a time as I've kind of processed different experiences in my life. Yeah. Jackson Brown, the songwriter, he said that one of the most difficult things for him as a songwriter is to feel moved by something enough to write a song. You know, when a big event happens in your life, say, like when you have a baby, uh, I'm sure it inspires you. What do you have now that that we might be able to listen to? Uh, any new stuff that we can play on the show? song that I wrote sort of recently... Um, before I had a baby, actually. Um, sort of recently, is called Hamster Ball. Hamster Ball? Yes. It sounds um, like a Margaret McGovern title, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it does. you got great titles. I love the titles. Hamster Ball. Anything you'd like to say about it? Um, the, the only thing I'm going to say is that um, I feel like this song is a good example of uh, how... Well, you, you keep saying that you think some of my songs are funny, and I, I almost never like write them meaning to be funny they just kind of come out that way oh that's really interesting um, and I think this is a, a good example I wrote it when I was like really sad um, but the metaphor is still kind of funny so it has kind of kind of both of those things going on I'd be curious to see what people think you, you know for me I always wrote that my happiest songs when I was saddest and I always thought that was kind of odd and then one day I kind of figured out that it was my own way of trying to cheer myself up you know and I, I think songwriters do that too is they write they're trying to write themselves out of a paper bag so to speak they're trying to heal themselves or cure themselves or something uh, and you can use songwriting to, to kind of do that uh, and I think I always did that at least when I was younger I don't know so much anymore um, it's hard to analyze your own songs anyway but Hamster Ball, I'm dying to hear it. Let it roll.
can see happiness, but I can't touch it. There is love all around me, but it feels far away. And it seems like I've been in here forever. Can I go? Or do I have to stay? Remember when I played for your wedding? I do. It was very memorable. You and Alex were nice enough to hire me uh, to play at your wedding. Of course, I was honored to be there and to play. And I believe we played a little bit together at your wedding. Uh, I hope that the picture of the show, I hope we can find that picture and put it up as, as um, the picture for the show. Um, I do have the memory of it, and it, it was really great. How long ago was that now? How long have you guys been married? So we got married in 2012, so it will be eight years in October. Wow, October 6th, right? 26th. 26th, yeah. 26th, that's right. Alex was always, I considered him your manager. He wasn't technically your manager, but he was certainly your greatest champion, even more than I was, I think. I mean, he was always promoting you, always excited about your music, always touting your music and, and telling people about it. And is he still that way? Is, is he still your, your phantom manager? <laughs> um, I think he's, he's let me take the reins a little more, but he's definitely still my champion and uh, encourages any, any movement I want to do towards getting my songs out in the world. He's great that way. Do you have a favorite song of yours? Do I have a favorite song? It's like trying to choose a favorite child. You know? <laughs> well, right now I only have one child, so... <laughs> so no experience choosing between them. Okay, so we'll have to just make this analogy for the song. What's your favorite song of yours, if you have one? It's super hard to pick. <laughs> it is. I know it's not really yeah. a fair question. I, I don't know what my favorite song of yours is, even, but I know one that really stands out, one that I think people respond to immediately. It's, it's just one of those songs that it just says... It just says everything that you want to say. Uh, or I, I don't even know how to put it. It's just when people hear it, they understand where you're coming from. I think you know the one I'm talking about. It's called, What the Fuck is Going On? <laughs> I love that song. It's just, it's so direct, but it isn't harsh or anything like that. It's just, now that's a funny song. Come on. You must have meant that song to be funny. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes and no. I mean, I did, like, it, it sort of came from a place of, of genuine confusion. Um, <laughs> I kept, I think I, I let a little 
a little bit of a sheltered life as a child. So when I kind of got out into the world as a teenager, I just was really confused by a lot of the things that were happening in it. Um, so I sort of needed to process that confusion. Um, <laughs> that being said, I do know that the things that happened in the verses were funny. I mean, I thought they were funny. It's one of those, a lot of them are those kind of things that are funny in retrospect, but at the time were really uncomfortable. So. Well, the song comes across as so genuine, regardless of a really kind of a startling title or a funny title like that one. It does remind me of just somebody bemused at a party, just kind of observing what they're seeing, and then that becomes the song. So I understand what you mean, that it wasn't necessarily meant to be funny. It was an observation that, as a song, in retrospect, is, is humorous at times. Yes, and it certainly lent itself to kind of infinite verses. <laughs> I kind of settled on four that were my favorite. Um, but once I started playing it live, everyone wanted to write a verse. Um, so that was really that was really fun and most of those verses were funny so it definitely evolved into a funny song well you chose the right verses and guess what we're going to play it right now years the party perked up cause of those two old queers 
one of them stripped down to YMCA. Although he was 50, if he was a day, as his glitter cowboy suit went flying by, his partner said to me, Hey, I'm by, you have beautiful eyes, and you're really hot, and I'm meant to be with a woman, even though I'm not. But my partner is cockeyed, you see, would you like to go to Fire Island with him and me? And I said, what the fuck is going on? going wrong what the fuck is going on sometimes the way things are makes me think i've lived too long that's still a great song i love that most people do that when they hear it they just relate to it or they just you know something about it your music is is very much of yourself you know when i hear your music it's almost like you're telling a story uh, not unlike sitting next to you in a room just talking uh and and that natural feel about your music is what i like you know it's it's conversational and it's you know it's not so clever that that it sounds written it's it's almost like you speaking to somebody and that's a really special quality that there are a few songwriters that i know like um uh, maybe john prine or that write these kind of conversational style songs uh, for a lack of a better word and that reminds me of you not not that i'm comparing you guys but you have that you have that kind of vibe about your music so Despite the obvious, the fact that you're a new mother, what is the Margaret McGovern legacy going to be? I mean, what's next for you musically? And, you know, what would you like to see happen ultimately with your music? For me, listening to songs that I could relate to and then writing songs was necessary when I was a teenager. Um, I was having a difficult time, and that was a way for me to deal. <laughs> so I think what I am eventually hoping my legacy will be is just to be that for other people that may need it, um, to kind of make something that inspires people, um, that makes them realize that they're not alone and they're not, even though things are difficult right now, maybe they won't be forever. Um, and also to make them, to make them laugh. Even if I don't try to write funny songs, it ends up happening. Um, and those are the the kind of songs that I always like. They're funny, but they have um, they're funny on the surface, but there's kind of an extra layer underneath that kind of uh, helps you heal and just sort of deal with being a person, which is not always easy. Um, so that's kind of my ultimate goal. Um, and everything I do musically is, is kind of headed towards that. Right now, I haven't been playing as much of my own stuff. I've been playing a lot with uh, a band called Scarlet Siren and the Howlin' Tramps. I'm <laughs> saxophone for them. Great, great um, name. And they play live music for uh, performers, mostly burlesque performers, but also other kinds of circus performers. And I've really enjoyed the opportunity to play live music for 
Um, and it's made me sort of think about uh, music with something else and maybe the possibility of like working music into another type of act and collaborating with people that way. I would, I would I don't love... have any concrete plans, but that's, that's I'm thinking of something next maybe like that. <laughs> I would love to hear you play clarinet or saxophone on some of your own recordings. You know, you should make an album sometimes and, and, and be the the horn player on it as well as the singer. Yes, I should. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, I think I would like that. One of the things that hasn't quite happened yet, but hopefully it will. Margaret, I think you're awesome. I love your songs. You, you get better all the time. Uh, I love Alex. Uh, I know you're you're going to end up being just as good a mom as a songwriter and uh, to little Alice. And I wish you the best of luck with that as well. And I, I will continue to, to check in with you and, and keep up on your music. And it's always enjoyable. And I want to thank you for taking the time out and being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, I definitely think of you as a mentor and somebody that kind of helped me keep going in songwriting and also super fun to be your friend too oh that means a lot to me thank you margaret and say hi to alex for me and and give that little girl of yours a hug will do you're listening to the rick z show i'm your host rick z produced and edited every week by rusty johnson and please click subscribe we need more followers always need more followers Come on, people, click subscribe. Come back next week, and I promise I'll have another talented Hudson Valley musician for you. We'll see you then.